<clears throat> Acts 12, 1 through 11. About that time, King Herod Agrippa began to persecute some believers in the church. He had the apostle James, John's brother, killed with the sword. When Herod saw how much this pleased the Jewish people, he also arrested Peter. This took place during the Passover celebration. Then he imprisoned him, placing him under the guard of four squads of four soldiers each. Herod intended to bring Peter out for public trial after the Passover. But while Peter was in prison, the church prayed very earnestly for him. In other words, they focused only on him being in prison, nothing else. The night before Peter was to be placed on trial, he was asleep, fastened with two chains between two soldiers. Others stood guard at the prison gate. Suddenly there was a bright light in the cell, and an angel of the Lord stood before Peter. The angel struck him on the side to awaken him and said, quick, get up, and the chains fell off his wrist. Then the angel told him, get dressed and put your sandals on. He did. Now put on your coat and follow me, the angel ordered. So Peter left the cell, following the angel. But all the time, he thought it was a vision. He didn't realize it was actually happening. They passed the first and second guard post and came to the iron gate leading to the city. And this opened for them all by itself. So they passed through and started walking down the street. And then the angel suddenly left him. <laughs> Peter finally came to his senses. It's really true, he said. The Lord has sent his angel and saved me from Herod and from what the Jewish leaders had planned to do to me. Okay. So. Phil led to share one story as we close. So that's an example, again, of we got a person in a situation, and what did the church do? They weren't praying all over the place and all that type of stuff. They focused on one situation, and then God did whatever was necessary in order to bring this guy out. He brought about the church's intent by using the supernatural. Y'all, the last time I checked, um, according to any pretty much government, um, isn't it illegal to break somebody out of jail? <laughs> I want you to think about that. It's illegal to break somebody out of jail. Didn't matter. God was praying and he gave the churches their intent because they wouldn't let go. I got to share a story with you. There's a missionary over in Africa. And I wasn't planning on sharing this story, but it just kind of dropped on this. A missionary in Africa. And he was in a particular part of Africa where tribes and factions are always fighting. So long story short, um, a tribe that was a little bit distance away, they came and kicked. In Africa, ransoms are very, very big. Okay? They'll kidnap your goldfish if you want to. I mean, they just got to get some money. That's, and so and, and let, me, let me help you understand. When the United States government says we do not negotiate with terrorists, they are not trying to be rude and insensitive. What they're saying is the first time that we give a terrorist money for kidnapping somebody, they'll take the kidnapping up to the next level. So it would be better for us to never give them any money. Now, what we might do is we might sneak our SEAL team in and put a couple of bullets in your head and take our people back. Now, we will do that, but we're not giving you the money. Y'all got me. I was a little gross there, but you get the point. Still laughed how they got Osama bin Laden. That was just hilarious, by the way. And it's a woman who found Osama bin Laden. That's <laughs> hilarious. Women know they can find some stuff out. Oh, that's probably why it took so long. They put some men in charge in the first place. Women can find. I'll say one thing over the phone. I'll come back home to 10 stacks of paper. Here, here's the information. I was just talking about it. I said I needed to. Anyway, so they kidnapped this girl, and he knew that this the case is, well, I'm going to have to take a ransom. So... Um, and so um, he took um, an assistant, um, one of the African people, with him. But he left his other assistant, who was a missionary, um, back at the home base. So he left 
walked throughout the course of the day, got over there to pay the ransom. So they received the ransom, but because it's late at night in the bush, he had to spend the night there. Now, meanwhile, back at the ranch, at the home base, his missionary friend that he left there, he said he sensed that his missionary friend was in grave danger. So he said he began to pray in the Holy Ghost. That's one of the biggest benefits of tongues is you will sense someone is in danger. And it's God saying, someone is in danger that you know. And in order for me to change that situation, I need you to pray now. Okay? So, so he said he began to pray, praying in tongues, praying in tongues, praying in tongues. So he's praying back at the base camp. The other guy, he said in the middle of the night, he was awakened to a bunch of voices. And, um, and he said because the moon was out, he said that there were a bunch of shadows in front of the tent where they were sleeping. And he said all of these voices, and he said he can see that there's a bunch of people standing outside the tent. He can see some shadows and hear voices. He didn't understand the language because there's so many, y'all, in, in Arab nations and African nations, it is so many dialects, you can't keep up with this stuff. So, 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 um, um, so he asked his assistant, what does this mean? He said, oh, well, pretty much what it means is uh, that they took your ransom and they're going to kill you and take the girl back again. And so uh, long story short, he said, I'm going to just have to step out the tent and face them. Um, and so, uh, so he said he mustered up all of his courage and he said he stepped out the tent with his eyes closed because he expected to be thrust through with a spear at any moment. And he said he just stood there with his eyes closed and he said that he noticed that things got immediately silent. And he said, and then he, he said he, it went from the, the chatter went from violent to like whispering, whispering, whispering. So he opened his eyes and he said the entire team that was sent, it was a bunch of them, they were all bowing before him with their spears on the ground. And, and they kept saying certain things. So he asked the assistant, he said, what in the world is going on? He said, they think you are a god because they see two men about 15 feet tall and all white holding swords that are bigger than all of theirs. And so as a result of that, they think you are a god. And so they're begging for your forgiveness. And now they want you to take the daughter and the ransom and they want to bless you. Okay. So how did that manifest? Because of his assistant that was praying in tongues. See? And so this is what the body of Christ is missing. And so this is the reason why the devil has done a masterful job of tricking pastors and churches out of a gift that exposes him and bypasses him. Okay. There was another couple. This is dropped on inside of me. Um, they were on their way to the hospital, him and his wife, because his sister had just gotten a bad car accident. They were at the hospital. He said that she was close to death. They were trying to bring her back to life. So he said he just, they kept confessing the word. She will live and she will not die. They're trying to run to the hospital. She will live and she will not die. And so, um, 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 and so every time he would say that, he would hear a voice in his head. She's already dead. She's definitely going to die. And it, it drove him so crass, he just started breaking down. And then the Holy Ghost told him, start praying in tongues. And so when he started praying in tongues, he noticed that the voices stopped. Well, meanwhile, there was another couple praying for him, and they kept praying this thing. They said, we feel like our friend is in trouble. They kept praying, and it wouldn't break. So they said, Lord, just come to him in a vision. So when the voices stopped, now he entered into a vision while he's driving. How I many you know God is crazy with the way he does stuff? I hope I'm not confusing y'all. He entered a vision while he's driving, 
and the Lord showed, took him back in time for a moment and showed him two unclean spirits on his shoulder. And every time he said, she will live and not die, they would scream in his ear, she will die. She's already dead. That's the voices that he was hearing. So then in the same vision, when he started praying in tongues, he said the two creatures just looked at each other. And he said, literally in the vision, one said to the other, what do you think he's saying? And the other one said, man, I don't know. This is this tongue stuff again. It's Morse code. Let's go find somebody else to mess with. And then the vision ended. So the Lord has given men glimpses. One more. This, this thing, is, I'm going to just keep on going, just dropping in me now. I didn't expect none of this. I think it was a Billy Brim that told the story. She was praying in tongues for a friend of theirs who worked on a construction site. And so, um, and so, and they kept, they sensed that he was in danger. They just kept praying, they kept praying. This thing wouldn't release. It just wouldn't release. And so sometimes when things don't release, ask God, Lord, give me a dream, give me a vision, something. And so, because they've been praying, it just wouldn't go. So the Lord gave them a vision of him being on a part of the building. And you know those long cables sometimes that they use on construction sites with equipment? Well, one of them snapped. And when it snapped, it, it came right across him and cut his head off. So the Lord gave her the vision, and so then she called him and said, hey, uh, be careful on the job today, you know, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because this is the scenario that I saw. This is the exact scenario. This is the part of the building. This is the cable. So the next day, the man went to work, and guess what the supervisor said? I'm going to just use Johnny. Uh, hey, Johnny, we need you to climb up there, and we need you to do such, 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 such right next to that cable. And that's exactly what the man said. He said, not today. You're going to fire me. <laughs> not today. Not today. And the manager was like, well, what's going on? He said, man, I just, I just got a very, very bad feeling. Could you please not send me up there? So the manager finally said, okay, fine. He sent the other person up there. Guess what happened to the other person? Cable snap, cut his head off. Now, I want you to operate. I want you to imagine these are the things that are being covered when you're praying in tongues every single day. And and I was I didn't want to get over into this, but but God is God can do nothing in the earth unless his people ask him. You know, religion doesn't understand that. But if God knows what you have need of before you ask, then why did he said you got to ask? I mean, I'm thinking about my own kids. I mean, if I know that my children need something especially that has to do with their health and their life and their peace and their prosperity. I don't wait for them to come to me and say, oh, Daddy, um, we haven't had any food in the refrigerator for four days. You know what I'm saying? I'm just being fleecy. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when I see that they need something, you do that before they ask. Well, if God says that he's a better father than you and I, why would he wait for us to ask? Why would he just do it? Because he can't. Legally, he cannot come into this planet because the Bible says, 2 Corinthians 4, 4, might be the wrong scripture. It says Satan is the lowercase g, God of this world. When Adam sinned, he turned this planet over to Satan and everything. It's a lease on the planet. Y'all know about leases and you know about subleases. Subleases are illegal. Satan, who is the God? Of, oh, yeah, they used to do that sometimes. Okay, so that's why I didn't want him to do it because it always gets the tension away. Okay, but anyway, so, so, so when Adam messed up, he turned the lease over to Satan. And now we know when you lease a car, it's your car during the term of the lease, but actually it's their car. But during the term of the lease, they can't tell you what to do with their car. You understand what I'm saying? I'm t- I got to help. I know I'm going a little bit over now, but I got to help you understand this, is that when you lease a car, 
It is their car. But during the term of the lease, it is your car. They will tell you what to do with the car during the term of the lease. They will say, now, if you mess up, when the lease is over, you're going to have to answer to us, not during the lease, when it's up. And so they can tell you when to change the oil. If you don't do that, they won't come back and get that car. They cannot tell you what to do with that car. During the term of the lease, they will say, change the oil every 3,000 miles. If you walk up in that dealership and ask them to change the, the oil every 500 miles, they'll say it's not necessary. But if you demand that they change the oil early on their car that you own right now, they will respond to your request. Why? Because during the term of the lease, it's your car. They cannot come in and forcefully take the car back because during the lease, it's your car where there's a lease on this planet for 6,000 years. That's why God said, don't be ignorant of this one thing. One day is with a thousand years of the Lord. Ooh, I messed that up talking too fast. One day is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day. There's a reason why the planet was created in six days, which represents 6,000 years of human history. And then a day of rest called what? The thousand year reign of Christ or the Sabbath. Okay, so it's a 6,000 year lease on the planet. Well, God and, and the wizard one wasn't forever in case Adam messed up. We'll give it to you for a term. And he messed up and he sublet the planet over to Satan. Now, Satan owns the lease. And so now, how many know, Satan ain't letting God come in and do anything into this planet. So that's why God had to create tongues. <clears throat> they get some access to do in the lease. <clears throat> because technically, watch this. I don't want to say that because I'm confusing myself now. But now when Adam is messed up, Satan owns the lease. So Jesus had to come and buy the lease back. And now he can only get into the planet if we ask him. And it has to be detailed asking. Detailed. And we don't know what details. <clears throat> we don't know what formulas need to be shared in order for the God to come in this way. It's not just bless me, Lord. It has to be done in detail. See, if, 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 if all of these chairs in this auditorium need to be removed, you can't just say, God, remove the chairs. That's not how it works. It has to be prayed in detail. Lord, how many men does it take to remove these chairs in a certain amount of time? And when you're praying in tongue, you're praying that many men into existence to come and remove these chairs. But Lord, they can't just remove them. They got to unbuckle them. They got to unscrew them. So how much time will that take? What machinery do we need? You got to pray all of that existence into existence. We got to pray the men in. We got to pray the tools in. And then where do the chairs go? That's what I mean by it. It has to be prayed in detail. And that's why people just pray these little prayers and like nothing happens. God must not be real. Yeah, because praying tongues, <clears throat> my voice is going. It's not going, it's just scratchy. My voice never goes, by the way. That's not a faith statement, that's just reality. <laughs> never mind. But I'm, so I'm trying to get you to understand what have you missed out on because you haven't been consistent in that area? What has not showed up? I can go for days and days about all the examples. I had an uncle. I was cutting the grass. When I first received this, I was cutting the grass, and I went into the basement, and it was, you know, <clears throat> it was in Detroit, and in the basement, it's cool in the summertime. And I remember I sat in the chair, and I put my head back, just like this. When I put my head back, I just felt all of a sudden this urge, like I was just supposed to pray in tongues, and it just got rolled up out of me. Why well, I didn't know that at that exact moment, my uncle had pulled into a car space at the bank and died. 
And mysteriously, somebody in the bank was led to come out, and they resuscitated him at that moment. See, I can go for days, 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 days. And so what happens is, watch this. What happens is, is that God has to use the ones who do pray in tongues to cover the families of the ones that don't. So the, and the Lord told me this. He said, the Lord told me this. I mean, there was even a prophecy that was given that our church alone would cover 100. There are ch- there, watch this. There are churches that they experience miracles only because of the ones who pray in tongues, not because they pray correctly. Because we're praying, praying, praying. And the Bible says that when you pray this way, you create tremendous power. You make it available to God, dynamic in its working. So he can only do things a certain And can you imagine? Can you imagine God having to use his power to save people? He has to use his intellect, his analytical mind to determine who do we save and who do we not save? Because the church has only given us a certain amount to deal with. Who do we save? Who do we not save? This will help you understand why Christians also die. I hate to say this to y'all, but some, guess what? It, with God and his infinite wisdom, okay, well, we got this scenario right here. And so all five of these are in this scenario, but we know the future. We can't save them all because we got billions and trillions of other issues. How can we squeeze the maximum amount of power out to, to this scenario? Well, the best possible scenario right now is, is that since these three are Christians, we let them die and leave the sinners alive because they're going to get their life of Christ in six years. I'm telling you, this is what God has to deal with because the body of Christ is not giving him the tools needed to do what he needs to do. And Satan is then coming against the body of Christ and saying, y'all don't need that tongues. It's just for a couple of people. No, that's the stupidest thing in the world. God is not a respecter of persons. And Acts says this gift is for you all and your children and all that are afar off. The key word is all. But that's the, re- that's the reason why sometimes the, the alcoholic will run into the car and the person dies, but he stays alive. God has to build all of this into his equation using the power that we give him based on the will of God. And how do we decipher who do we keep and how do we do this? And I mean, it's just it's insane. And I want to go deeper for a moment. We'll do that this weekend, next Saturday. I just want to give you a couple of stories. And because you need to start with. That's why the Bible says redeem the time. When the Bible says redeem the time, that word redeem means to buy up time like you had money to buy it. And it literally means to manipulate it like you were in control of it. Remember I told you one scripture will be given, but then the answer to that one scripture will be in another place. And so there are destinies to be received. There are things that are happening. I don't believe I will be at this spot if it had not been for the amount of time that I prayed. There are things that will never come your way until you put a certain amount of time in. It just won't. There are destinies. There are people that you're supposed to run into, certain things that are supposed to happen, et cetera, et cetera. So start there. So I want to just, hopefully I didn't confuse you, you know, but I just wanted you to understand that, um, um, there is a will of God for your day, your week, your month, your year, decade, and your life. And every day, God needed your day to go a particular way. This is the reason why. Sometimes this happened to me recently really, really bad. There have been times when I've been doing 45 miles an hour, and it seemed like I was doing 100. Then there have been times when I wasn't doing 100, but I was up there. But it seemed like I was doing 30. And it's because my prayers are manipulating me. 
so that I only show up at certain times to come across certain people at certain times. And I mean, it's just a whole mysterious thing. And so God cannot do what he needs to do on the earth to the degree that you pray. Can I tell you how many lives have been saved? How many things have happened? I mean, the list goes on and on and on. So I encourage you uh, to, with those books that I mentioned, um, the three books that I mentioned, as well as and then practicing it. Now, you ain't got to try to kill yourself. Oh, I got to do 10 hours a day in tongues. No, you're about to hurt yourself. Seriously, you're about to hurt yourself. You, yeah, and to get discouraged and be embarrassed. You got to build yourself up. To, start with doubling your time or just being consistent with it. You know, you, let me tell you something. You, you, this is my last one. This is the reason why I did it. When I first received the baptism of the Holy Ghost and started praying in other tongues, my world changed. I began to have experiences. So then at the church I was going to, you kind of hear about praying for an hour. So I started praying for an hour. And I noticed that I saw different. I heard different. My wisdom changed. I was used to be a very timid man. Then I started becoming bolder. and started having these experiences. And I would read the Bible. And the Holy Spirit would give me answers that I didn't even know existed. So then I asked myself a question. Well, if this has happened for an hour, what would happen if I did two? Then I said, what happened if I did four? What would happen if I did six? What would happen if I did eight? That's how I ended up getting to that level. And trust me, y'all, because it comes with the greatest reward and because it makes you a beast in the spirit and because it comes with the backing of heaven, it will be the hardest thing to do as a Christian. You're not about to pray eight hours. You're not about to double your time without running into some type of demonic creature in the spirit. It will be hard. It's supposed to be hard because the greatest rewards comes with the hardest disciplines. And that's what I did. I just increased it. Again, that's, then guess what the devil did? I do eight hours today and then tomorrow do two. And I would think that I had missed God and I was a sinner because I only did two. So what they do is they get you to undercommit. <laughs> And, and, and then if you start committing, then they start making you feel bad because you don't do the regular. Comm- Y'all know what I'm saying? It's a constant game when God is saying, look, we put it in your hands. You do what you want to do. And as far as you want to go, we will go. But it's the most mysterious things. You're speaking speakers, secrets and you're speaking formulas, formulas, formulas. And you get out there and it'll be and you got to be prepared to not for God not to say anything for two, three, four five months. When he says something, though, it will affect your life for the rest of your life. You would have entered into another dimension. And there's no way. I, I'm, 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 I'm talking too loud. I'm sorry. I'm talking too much at this moment because I'm trying to get you to see something that you will never see until you see it. You'll never be able to understand where I'm coming from until you're actually doing it. And doing it is so hard. And because for some of us, we are just too busy. We're never going to set down our projects and the stuff that we have to do. And and you end up, is God mad at you? No. Is he disappointed? Absolutely. Because he knows that if you saw what he had waiting for you, you would have gave it up 10 years ago. I cannot tell you. I mean, y'all, I wish y'all knew me before y'all saw me today. My wife can tell you. Oh, she got plenty of stories. Got plenty of stories. I mean, it. It changes you. It's said about Saul. It says, you'll come into a company of prophets. 
and it says when the anointing, it says when the anointing comes up on you, guess what it said? It says you will be changed into another man. That's what the Holy Spirit upon does. It turns you into another man. The people that know me today that knew me back then, they don't think it's the same guy. Because it turns you into another man. The Bible says when you operate in this, it causes the boldness of your face to change. You begin to look, I mean, it just, I mean, and, 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 and then the other thing is, my, well, I can't mention that. My wife and I went someplace for a service. And by the time we left, we knew that the people were uncomfortable with us because of what they saw. I mean, it gets to the point where you, and let me tell you this, last one. Man, I told you I was leaving and I'm sitting up here running my mouth. I'm just, see, this, I got to teach you this stuff. You know why? Because you are allowed to go home in your private time and do it. This is what I did in my private time when I was a member of a church. I was at home doing this, trying to go in deeper. Nothing happened. And I keep on going, trying to tap into the mysterious, trying to go into the deep. And I forgot what my deep statement was. Now, man, whatever. Man, oh, man, I forgot what I was. Oh, there it is. Is that is you when you when you when you pray this way, you you have to be prepared for people to start looking at you funny. It'll throw you off guard a second at first because you're like, is there something wrong with my eyebrows? Do I got something in my nose? You know, is my breath stink or something? You know, boom, boom. You'll walk into places. You'll walk into places. This is what happens when you start getting over into these longer amount of times. You'll walk into places and people will look up and they'll do this, and they'll just stare at you. I was in the line one time. I, I was up in the building. I was in some building painting. And when I paint, which is rare, when I paint, I also pray in tongues. So if I got a three-day project, I would have prayed for like eight, nine hours. And I remember I was buying some tickets for my wife and I to go to the movies. And, uh, and so I was sitting there with paint all over me, raggedy shorts, looking crazy, probably smelling crazy, all of that. I'm in the line and waiting to step to get our tickets on the outside of the building and happened to look over and um and it was a lady with her husband she was looking at me just like this <laughs> you know how somebody is looking at you and, and you know you they you look back and, and then you look over like you know so I look back and she was and I was like do I got that much paint on me and then I realized, oh, man, you know what? I've been praying for three days straight. And this is no exaggeration. I walked up to that counter, and I just kept looking. She was looking. When I walked away, she held her husband's hand. And as I walked away, she held her husband's hand and looked at me just like this. Because you increase the light on the inside of you. How many of you have been someplace and somebody walks in the room with the wrong spirit, and you're like, hmm well, watch this, y'all. If you can sense that about the darkness, they can sense that about the light. The problem is the light is always brighter than the darkness. So whatever you can feel about people that are dark, multiply times a thousand about what they can feel about you, but they won't say anything. So go ahead and stand. <clears throat>